Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Uncle Mark Olmstead. And I'm Lorianne Rising. Now, last week, we had a unique and really powerful conversation with Pastor Hennessy and Reverend Alexander, two national social justice leaders. It was an open, honest discussion from the perspectives of both a black man and a white man about race in America and what our work really is to do to end racism. I honestly learned so much from these two, and I know I'm not the only one who was impacted deeply by that conversation because I heard from at least one of our listeners who said she was moved to tears. So if you missed it, it's definitely one to go back and tune into. And today we're doing something a little different. We're, we're, we're actually putting Lori Ann in the hot seat. She doesn't share much about what she offers beyond managing the radio show, but there's definitely a lot more to her. So... Without further ado, let me introduce our guest today. Miss Lori Ann Rising is the international award-winning author of You Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. She's also a digital nomad and co-host, obviously, of a weekly radio show. In everything she does, she works to challenge old paradigms, bring light to dark places, and reconnect women with their wow, their wise one within, she likes to say. And to open doors, this is for opening doors to the wow factor in every aspect of our lives. A few of her life's experiences that have deepened her passion and commitment include overcoming abuse, raising a child with special needs, earning a master's in organizational communication and leadership, being divorced by her teenage kids, and expanding beyond her natural introversion to do public speaking and, yes, live radio. Along with her books and blog, Lorianne explores what it really means to live in alignment with our heart's call in her free series for women, Mindset Matters, Thriving Through Change. So, welcome, Lorianne. Well, thank you for having me. I know it was kind of hard to get on the show. Well, I mean, you know, it's, you know. It's, a, it's a tough slot to, to, to fit into, but, you know, we, we worked it out. Um, well, it's, so it sounds like you've been on a bit of an intense journey at times. Um, so who would you say you are now? I would say that I am someone who is always developing, always growing, always seeking to transform whatever the experience is into, you know, something that I can gift others, you know, see, you know, it's, it's like mining for diamonds. There's so much of life that could just be dirt and grime, but you know, when you add a little pressure to it, it becomes something incredibly beautiful. And those are the things that I really want to be finding and sharing and giving and, and lighting up the world with. It's like uh, the oranges to orange juice. Something like that. Or, or a lot of women. Diamonds. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah. Or a lot of women are, are familiar with the idea of, you know, you, you just a, a tea bag is just a bunch of leaves, but if you add a bunch of hot water to it, the taste really comes out, ah, you know, you the, the flavors there. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and so uh, you have your own brand and business beyond our show here. So mm -hmm. what is it that you do? Well, a lot of what I do is bring these diamonds up and out. So I talk about them on my blog and in my books. Uh, you Rising is the... It's, and the international award-winning book, but one of the reasons it won that is because it combines personal experiences with, okay, now what do we do with this? And really walks people into and all the way through the process of articulating and identifying what the values are that truly drive their life so that they can take that awareness and create a life that feels super 
satisfying and beautiful to them and what's really true for them. Like, I'm not going to tell somebody, here's the life you need to live. It's more giving them the tools so they can design their own life. So those are the things that I love creating because the, the truest motivation for me, the mission that I feel like I am on is to live in a world in which every man, woman, and child is fully and completely supported in discovering and fully living and expressing who and what they are born to be. And so much of our culture layers so much dirt and grime and crap and beliefs and all kinds of stuff on top of that that we lose it. We disconnect from it sometimes as a survival instinct, sometimes just as a way to try to please others. You know, whatever it is, we, we tend to lose that. So I just constantly imagine this world is like how beautiful and amazing and loving the world could be if all of us got to show up fully alive in everything that we do. I mean, that just... Or even a better majority. <laughs> to work to that end. I mean, there's the most amazing thing when I'm mentoring and coaching somebody is to hear that shift in their voice or see that shift in their eyes when they're like, oh, that's it. You know, you just know when somebody has that, they glow. And when they don't, there's just kind of, you can't sometimes put your finger on it, but something's not quite there. And I just love seeing people light up. Mm. Well, that sounds like a, uh, a good thing to be passionate about. Obviously, mm. it's, uh, obviously it's something you feel very deeply in, and, and it reflects really well in the activities that I have seen you focusing on and working towards and working so hard towards I must say as well. So, um, so how did you get into this passionate pursuit of yours? <laughs> uh, I would say by going through my own journey. I mean, I, to this day, I will never forget the first time I really chose to disconnect in, in many ways. And the process of coming back to that has been quite a journey. I mean, I, I remember when I was in, I think it was like second or third grade or something, and I went to school one day. And it was interesting because up to that point, I just had gotten in this habit of going to my closet each morning and standing there and kind of going, okay, do I need my umbrella today or not? Because I grew up in Portland, the Pacific Northwest. I mean, whatever the weather might be, especially in the spring, wait 10 minutes and it's going to shift, right? And in the 80s, weather forecasts were kind of a joke, you know, it's like, oh, that's nice. But they were rarely correct. So I would just go to the closet and ask, do I need my umbrella today or not? And whatever the response was, I would follow that. And it never occurred to me that that was anything special or unique or different. It was just such a natural, normal thing for me to do that I did it all the time, every day. And so in about second or third grade, I got to school and I hung up my umbrella. And of course, the forecast that day and that morning where everything was supposed to be sunny and beautiful and clear and, and I had my umbrella. And one of the boys in the class. I can't remember who. I just remember hearing his voice behind me. He said, oh my gosh, Lori brought her umbrella. We're going to get wet today. And I stopped cold because I went, there were several things that occurred to me. One, what I was doing was apparently unusual because otherwise, why would he have pointed it out if nobody else, you know? And two, I'd gotten caught. Like, I felt like I'd done something wrong. Like, oh, wait, I stand out, you know? And so I went home that afternoon and I asked my parents, you know, what is intuition? What is that stuff? And their response was, oh, that doesn't exist. And, you know, it's just woohoo and, you know, all that. And I thought, oh, okay, well, this obviously exists. It's been accurate. I've been doing it for a long time. Other people have noticed. So I'll just hide it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, here's the problem with hiding your intuition. You also have to hide the results of it, which ultimately in order to do that, you have to start ignoring it. Mm. And so therein lies that disconnection. It was literally, initially it was a, a way of trying to protect it and save it, but it unfortunately did the opposite. And so I wound up not having people in my life that could help me learn about it or use it. It took me until my mid-20s to, I want to say, start coming out a little at a time. and blooming in private. Essentially, yeah. Uh, But it also meant that I wasn't able to sort of, I want to say, build the muscle that I needed Mm -hmm. to to follow it. So there are some really key decisions I made along the way that I look back now and go, yeah, I had the hit, but I didn't have the fortitude because I hadn't been practicing following that to understand what my and, intuition was trying to tell me. And you talk about that in uh, relating to personal power. How, what exactly do you mean by personal power when you talk about that? Right. So personal power is really standing in that place where you just, you know what you know, what you know. And all the world can be in chaos and telling you all kinds of different things. But when you're really truly in your power, it's like you're the eye in the storm Mm -hmm. because you just know. And you, you may not be able to explain it, but you just know. And most of us have felt that feeling at least occasionally is learning to live in that place or learning how to get back to it effectively when we lose it and knowing when we're out of it. It's, it's finding that balance back and forth that is really the journey. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, and uh, we, we've got to take a bit of a break uh, to, to actually to introduce something else in a second. But uh, when we come back, we're going to continue this uh, another question that I have about personal power. Um, But when we come back, you're going to hear a song that reminds us all that every step in the journey has a purpose with uh, a new song of Lori Jones called What Falls Away. And now we're going to be playing that for you right after this break. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's best indie book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit TrueSunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at TrueSunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Ann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit LaurieAnnRising.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. So many years, so many seasons.
welcome back. That was What Falls Away by Lori Jones. We're going to be hearing one more of her songs later in the show, but if you enjoyed it, you'll definitely want to visit her website at lauriejones.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-J-O-N-E-S.com. So today we are talking with Lori Ann Rising, my partner in crime and co-host, about who she is behind the scenes and the gifts she offers women around the world. But guys, that doesn't mean that we get to just tune out, okay? If you have a woman in your life you care about, or if you just understand that it's, you know, we all have that both sides in us, right? Okay? That masculine feminine thing is not something we're going to get away from. Okay. Anyway, this is a great opportunity to understand her better and even share this work with her. So, uh, we were talking about personal power, Lorianne, mm -hmm. and uh, so how do we know when or if we're connected to our personal power? Well, like I said, it's that place of feeling really strong. You know what you know. And sometimes it's, it may be better to understand in the sense of when we're not standing in it, we can feel the hit, we can feel the angst in our body or a feeling in our gut that maybe something isn't quite right here. We can know something and know we're supposed to take action, but we don't because we're afraid of, you know, what might they think? What might they say? Is it going to jeopardize my job? Is it going to jeopardize my relationship? Mm -hmm. I need to make these people happy. I remember what happened last time I tried. Right, exactly. And so mm -hmm. we compromise that. And so sometimes it's really understanding, I want to say that juxtaposition of one and the other when we really start going, oh, okay, that's what it doesn't feel like. I'm real clear on that. So now what does it feel like the other way? Mm. And getting, sometimes it's just a matter of getting real conscious of that difference because we're living it no matter what, no matter what we are on this journey of deepening in our personal power. Well, and doesn't that require trying different things that we may, maybe aren't that familiar with if we get a hit to like, okay, maybe... I wonder what being in a play would be like, you know, I mean, that was one of the big things for me was actually deciding to, you know, it was a hit that I was suggested from one of my, my teachers that uh, I should try out for the school play. And, oh my gosh, giving, getting on that stage that was yeah, in the process of getting there and all the exercising and the, and the facing the fears and all of that, <laughs> it was life and death. I mean, it, it felt, it, it's, you know, I mean, yeah, facing those fears. <laughs> so, so it's those, would you say that, uh, that, that courage to experiment with yourself and your own? Uh, it, is that, absolutely. And it does, about? it does take a lot of courage because here's the thing. Our intuition is not something that's going to keep us inside our comfort zone. Because our intuition, that wise one within that's trying to say, hey, there's something in you that's deeper and greater than you can possibly imagine. And I'm going to take you on this journey so you can discover what it is. But that means you're going to have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to be willing one baby step at a time to say yes to the things that are like, you stop and go, really? Oh my God, you want me to do what exactly? And it, it's, it happens all the time. I mean, I, I remember when I was you know, really young, I always thought I'd be writing a book. And then, of course, I forgot about that for many years. And then it was you know, when, when my kids were little, I was going back through my journals. And it was interesting to see the pattern because every summer about June or July, I would start having this brand new inspired idea to write a book. And then it would fade away. Mm -hmm. And the following year, about June or July, I would have this brand new amazing idea. No pattern there. No, exactly. No. So it's going to keep coming up until you say yes to it. 
Mm-hmm. And the neat thing is because I had my journals, I could see the pattern. It made me conscious of it. The trick in life is to recognize we, we will always live whatever it is. And I love the way Carolyn Mace put it years and years ago. I heard her speak to it. She said, you know, whatever you are born to be, you will live. You can decide by your choices one day at a time to either live it in regret, live it in mediocrity, or live it to its fullest, but you will live it. Your choice, the free will piece comes in in terms of how you choose to live it. And so I wrote my first book, and that's, that's You Rising that became the international award winner because I said yes to it. And that process was terrifying for me. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. And, and, and you, you mentioned uh, incremental as well. It was, mm-hmm. how, how, how did it actually come about that you were able to actually finally write it? Oh, yeah. That, that's the biggest thing. Everybody says, oh, I know I'm supposed to write a book, but I don't have time. Yeah, right. Here's the thing. When I wrote that book, uh, I was working uh, one of the most stressful corporate jobs I've ever had in my life, working a lot of overtime. Uh, one, one child was in daycare. He was three, four years old. The other was still in diapers. She was much younger. My husband at the time was trying to get a business off the ground. So any spare time I had, I was trying to help him, of course. So needless to say, life was busy and stressful, and yet I still managed to do it by simply going, okay, I'm going to find a way. So the first thing I did was find 30 seconds or a minute here or there to just write down a couple of ideas. And then every once in a while, there'd be those those spontaneous moments where it's like, oh, I've got an hour because Nana showed up to take the kids unexpectedly or whatever. So when I kept up those 30 seconds or one minute or even five minute intervals, when I had that surprise block of time, I knew exactly what to work on and how I wanted it to go. And I was really productive. When I got out of the habit of that, those surprise blocks of time would still happen but I'd spend the whole time going, what do I work on? What do I do? How do I find the threads again? And so they were really unproductive. And what was interesting is as I found one minute, then I found five. When I found five, then I found 10 or 15. When I found 10 or 15, then I started seeing the 30 minutes or the hour here and there. And slowly life started shifting to allow the writing in. And that's when I started feeling my soul lighting up because I was saying yes, one baby step at a time. And that's actually what the way Sunbeam came across as well. It just was like, I, and I often get ideas about poetry that I, I, I keep wanting to think, okay, is this one that I have to actually write down and do something with? But, you know, I notice when I write down the first line so often it's only once that line is written that the next line shows up. Mm-hmm. And, and that was exactly how the sunbeam happened was just one line at a time. And the next line was always there mm-hmm. in this one particular sailboat <laughs> in the middle of the, of the Tasman sea. And after a three day gale, I mean, it was, it was like, but it was the actual taking the moment to write it down that it was like the key to the door that would la- allow you deeper. Well, it's, it's like, you know, it always reminds me of uh, the Indiana Jones movie in, mm. in the temple where he, he has to take that first step before the bridge mm-hmm. is even visible. Mm. You know, I mean, that's, that's you have to take that step, that literally a leap of faith. Yeah. And the next step is there and the next step is there. And all too often we want it all planned out perfectly before we get going. Mm. And it's not going to happen. I mean, especially when my kids are little, you know, Mm. raising a child with special needs, you can't plan real well, Mm. quite often. And so I got in the habit of more like, okay, I will just start acting as if this event or this meeting or this whatever it is I was scheduling was going to come together. Mm. And the more I did that, the more often it actually did happen. And I was always prepared just in case, okay, I've got a backup plan or, you know, it's okay if it doesn't. But if I gave up even trying, 
right. then it never happened. Right. So you have to act as if and take those baby steps. Exactly. Well, um, very clear. And, and so in your process, though, uh, it's been a while since those books and all that. Uh, what would you say is different now than when you first began your journey? So some of the things that I learned along the way uh, and, and really had to come to terms with was first and foremost, making a choice because allowing myself to continue on the path of not paying attention to my intuition, life sort of felt like it was continuing to crumble. And it, it wasn't until my mom had a brain aneurysm when she was 49 years old that woke me up and I realized, you know, anything could happen any day. I could walk out the front door. I was 27 at the time, but I realized, you know, I could walk out the front door and not come home. Could I at least be proud of the life I have lived up to this point? And the answer at that point in time was no. And that was gut-wrenching to me to realize. And so I decided no matter what, I am going to do something every day that points me in the direction of yes. And for a while, given the mm -hmm. situation at the time, it was so challenging and difficult that it was just sometimes the act of getting up in the morning and to face the day was my yes. But as time went on, it was, I was able to get more clear and more specific about what those activities were and begin to tap back in. So first and foremost is making that choice to say yes. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, you have to start taking action. Some little baby step, I don't care how small it is, because the reality is you cannot steer a car unless it's moving. Mm. The universe yeah. cannot guide you unless you're moving. Mm. Just mm -hmm. like the GPS gets really quiet when the car is sitting still waiting for you to do something. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe it says, hey, you need to adjust your course or, you know, whatever, but it will speak to you once you're moving, mm -hmm. not while you're sitting there. The universe does the same thing. And it's moved up from uh, just bringing your umbrella to school to, uh, oh, yeah. to other things. Oh, yeah. Other, other, <laughs> other key. Yeah, there's, there's so, and, and in lots of ways and, and some, some amazingly challenging ways uh, obviously with your, the relationship with your kids and, and things. And, uh, and, and I am looking forward to continuing here, but we're, uh, we're taking one more quick break in just a moment. Uh, but if you're enjoying the show, we hope that you will give us a five-star review and share it with your friends and family. And when we come back, you're going to hear another of Lori Jones' soulful original songs, Walk Your Life. That's coming up right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit TrueSunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at TrueSunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Lorianne Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit LorianneRising.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
pocket proud Sing your song Sing it out Hear the music deep inside Play it in your soul That was Walk Your Life by Lori Jones. If you enjoy her music as much as we do, visit her website at lorijones.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-J-O-N-E-S.com and add her to your playlist. So we are speaking with my partner, Lori Rising. Okay, our conversation has gotten to the point of our experiences and applying our experiences and, and that intuition that you've mm-hmm. grew up with. And, uh, and how, what would you say that would be one of the, mes- uh, the, 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 the biggest things that you've learned 
that you wish you would have known when you got started? Hmm. One of the things that I had and continue to work around is the ability to ask the right questions, understanding how that works. Now, I know there's, there's kind of two ways to look at sort of what I consider the same phenomena. So in like the new thought community, our spiritual community, there's the idea that, you know, when you focus on something, you get more of it. And in science, brain science, there's what's called the reticular activator, which is an actual part of the brain that when it is activated, it starts finding more of something. So a lot of people experience it, you know, when you get a new car, all of a sudden that's all mm. you see on the road. Mm -hmm. That's the reticular activator. Now here's the thing. Those two things are talking about the same thing. And how we use language helps us. The other piece I learned through the life coaching training that I did and, and neurolinguistic programming, which is the science of how the brain processes language, is that we can activate our focus or activate the reticular activator based on the questions we ask. So unfortunately, one of the things many, many people do is that, you know, if they experience something, they might consider a failure. Usually they start asking themselves like, oh man, how could that have possibly go wrong? What did I do wrong? What, you know, why mm -hmm. did this have to happen to me? Mm -hmm. You know, why am I so stupid? The you know, power of questions. And here's the thing. Yeah. The brain doesn't care what the question is. Mm -hmm. It will start finding you answers to match your question. Yeah. It's neutral. It will take any input you give it. And what a fun loop those are. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And I grew up around people who honestly were, were very negative in their approach to the world. They were abusive in many ways. So I had a lot of that negativity. And so learning this really helped me. It still helps me when I start on some trains. I, I'm learning to catch myself sooner, basically. Mm -hmm. But I still fight it. It it was well it's trained into me so young. It's pretty good programming. And that's it, yeah, you know that we've talked about that seven year old thing. Exactly. It's so deeply ingrained in me that I still continue to work on it. So what I've learned though is to ask better questions. So instead of, you know, gosh, how, why did this have to happen to me? It's more like, okay, this happened. What can I learn from it? How can I allow this to make me a better person? Mm -hmm. How can I use this even to help other people? Mm -hmm. And shifting questions. And especially the big things, no matter how positive we are, there are things that happen that can throw us into those loops where mm -hmm. we start asking why. Mm -hmm. Why? Right. And that again, I fall back on mm -hmm. Carolyn yeah. Mace's work. Yeah. She says, you know, you have to give up the why. We can never truly know. And we are meaning makers. The most empowering thing we can do for ourselves is start creating our own why based mm -hmm. on the questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know why my mom had a brain aneurysm. That's between her and her physical being and her maker and whatever, you know, that's up to them. I have no idea why that happened. Mm -hmm. But for me, the meaning behind it was that I changed my life and got on a different track. So that's the meaning I made up about it. Did it happen to get me there? Not necessarily. So what I'm hearing is basically a description of something that we're all going to be experiencing at some level, given that we all have the same brain composition essentially we're all being programmed from an early age and we're all subject to the same kinds of blindnesses i guess uh that that yes we we all have blind spots and we all have you know those early childhood experiences that program the unconscious essentially so in so, an ideal world that's a positive thing uh-huh 
unfortunately for many of us, that may not be. And it's, it's an entire range in between. Okay. And so, so who, do you, who do you actually work with and what is it that you, you do with them? Well, first and foremost, I work with people who are ready to say yes and make that choice between continuing on with what they're doing and ignoring that wise one within and that call or saying yes to it and, and learning how to reconnect, learning how to understand that language because our intuition doesn't speak to us always like we wish it would or want it to. And we, we have to learn interpretation skills. Mm -hmm. And part of what comes up for people does stem from that early childhood brain stuff because so much of it is the unconscious beliefs that, you know, I'm not supposed to, or I can't, or I'm not good enough, or any of those things. Or we have this idea that somehow if I'm spiritual enough, I'll be perfect and life won't have any bumps in the road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true. Right. We need to give ourselves grace. And so sometimes a lot of what I do is hold that space for people to just be who and what they are exactly as they are in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it is so incredible to experience somebody in that space who blossoms because they haven't had that before. Mm -hmm. So the women I work with are those, like I said, who are willing to say yes. They feel an inner push or an inner call or an inner place in them that knows something is off here. I'm not being or living all that I can be. And I'm ready to start that journey, knowing it's going to be a journey. And mm -hmm. I support them through that process. Well, and you were mentioning a couple of like beliefs or, or common myths that you're helping clients overcome as they're reclaiming their, their personal power. I mean, obviously a lot of them you've experienced yourself. Have you mm -hmm. been surprised by any that have, have come up or, or what other kinds of, uh, of obstacles have, have shown up that, you know, whether, I, I suppose a, a relationship with your kids divorcing you might have kind of a, <laughs> a, 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 a bit of an impact as far as something new. Uh, well, here, here's the thing. We all have unique situations and some of them are more intense than others, but the, the, the situation is unique to all of us, but the journey itself is very, very similar. And, it, and that's the piece that's interesting to me because first you make the choice, then you work through the, the things that come up, all the reasons you haven't made that choice before. You have the wonderful opportunity to confront and shift and change and work through and grow through. And then at some point you reach a place where it's almost like there's a line in the sand and you have to decide, yes, I'm moving past this and I truly am claiming it permanently and forever and I'm going to be this person or I'm turning back and starting the loop over again to try to work through these things. And I have been through that loop over and over until making that, that, choice to cross that line and really fully step into everything that I can be and move forward from there. That personal experience happened to be that choice that resulted in my kids divorcing me. Not everyone has that though. Sometimes it's a job change. Sometimes we it's don't all need a, the four by four. We can right. <laughs> I I held off and wound up with the four uh -huh. by four. So don't uh -huh. do that. Right. If anything, right. you know, learn from that experience and go. Okay, I'll start sooner. You know, <laughs> something. There's, so, um, but I also what for me one of the biggest intuitive hits I had very early on in my life. I recognize actually would have avoided this entire situation and I ignored my intuition back then. Mm. So there is a cause and effect and a direct connection in my own life of like, okay, there was that moment when I was 20 years old 
that I knew better. A stitch in time saves nine. And, right. So like I said, it's that, that personal situation versus the journey. And I want to honor the journey. Mm. Wow. Well, we're almost at the end of our time today. Um, and you have a, a free series for women that I hear is, uh, is something amazing and, and unique. How, where, where can they find that? Yes, so that Mindset Matters, Thriving Through Change is that series. It's on my website at laurieannrising.com. And what it is, is an ongoing, it's about 60 days. I'm, I'm still actually in the process of, of working on it. So those who get into it now are actually sort of in the process with me, which is pretty fun and cool. Uh, but it's it's a daily reminder of what the empowering questions are, mm. what to ask, how to ask, so that if you are in that place of really being stuck, I mean, this is 2020, everything kind of <laughs> just pretty much blew up. And even if things were great before, we have this amazing opportunity to redefine everything in our lives. Mm. Mm. And that place of having to redefine can be confusing and challenging and difficult. And so I created these questions to help people through that and back into their personal power. All right. Well, very much looking forward to, to seeing everyone take advantage of that and participate in, uh, sounds like co-creating it with you. So mm -hmm. awesome work. Well, uh, before we go, just a quick reminder that we have many extended interviews and bonus materials available in our fan club that you can access starting at just two bucks a month. I mean, really, it's like less than a coffee, right? And uh, these are including the extended interview that we had about ending racism with the ministers from last week when we discovered that asking how we as white people can help is actually not the question to be asking. And what we need to be asking instead, if we truly want to create a world that works for everyone. So we really want to encourage everybody to check that out. Um, so in the fan club, not only do you receive these additional resources, but your support helps us continue keeping the lights on and the conversations going. So just go to riseandshineas1.com and click on fan club to access it. And thank you so much for your support. So now I get to step back into co-host role and let you know that next week, Uncle Mark and I are switching roles and he gets to be in the hot seat. Oh, goody. He's sharing more of his personal journey as well as even more of his music in this very special and very unique episode. So you won't want to miss it. Until next week. Wherever you are right now. There's time. For remembering to rise, rise and shine. See you then. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. Stop.